Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 26th day of November. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on this Saturday edition of the podcast, where, of course, we're going to introduce to you the sermon that you can expect to see or hear or both tomorrow on all of our platforms. Every Sunday, we drop a full sermon, and this one is a full sermon. This one was about 63 minutes long. I try not to go so long as I get older. I try, I'm trying to trim down my sermons, and some of that is learning to trim the fat and not chase so many rabbits along the trail. But this one was the second sermon of three sermons on the, on the subject of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, if you'll recall, last week we aired a sermon for you called Out with the Old and In with the New. That was the first sermon from three messages in Westminster, South Carolina at the Tabernacle of Hope. And this is the follow-up to that, but really can stand on its own. I do a 30-second review of the previous sermon, and then we get into new material. And so this probably should have happened on a weekend where we had four or five sermons uh, slotted to preach, but we had three, so we crammed it in. And I'm, I'm honestly, after sitting through the first two, I'm really happy with all the material we were able to to get out there. I got a lot of positive feedback from last week's sermon out with the old men with the new in regards to um, people just being moved by what Christ has given them. I think this one's going to do much the same thing in a sermon, uh, a sermon titled The Tomb is a Womb. And this title is if for those of you who have been paying attention to our Jonah, Greater Than Jonah book review, might sound kind of familiar because we did a chapter, chapter 7, which we talked about this past week. And in that chapter, From the Belly of the Whale, we have a segment titled The Belly as a Tomb Womb. Well, this sermon really investigates that thought. You could say this was sort of preaching a sermon that finds its way into the Greater Than Jonah book. The tomb as a womb is a message that looks at the Ark of the Covenant as the place where something goes to die. There's blood on it. That's a first indicator. But the Hebrew word for Ark in that passage is coffin. And so the Ark of the Covenant becomes a coffin of the covenant and coffins carry something dead. And inside the Ark are things that were not bad, but things that need replaced. So what goes into the tomb comes out as a brand new reality. This message leads all the way up. We work through Hebrews showing Jesus as the superior. And then we go to the empty tomb in the garden and we show that the the cherubims, the angels, are in the tomb much the way the Ark of the Covenant has the cherubims on top of the mercy seat, and there's nothing old in there but the grave clothes. On the other side is Jesus in a new garden. So whatever goes in dies so that something can come out. But And this is important. It is not that what goes in dies and nothing comes out. So whatever we put into the ark gets transformed. If you put something in, it comes out in a superior way. So when you think about the items in the ark, the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod that budded, 
the the manna, what goes in comes out better or comes out recreated. I think you're going to enjoy this sermon, The Tomb as a Womb. It'll be on all of our platforms tomorrow. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, you can get the audio version. If you like video, you can get paulwhiteministries.com, Paul White Ministries on Facebook, or YouTube, PWM. With the time I have remaining today, I want to close out my walkthrough of our new book, Greater Than Jonah, and I want to say we've had it now. By the time this podcast airs, we will have had the books in hand for about four days, I think, five days. We have been shipping box after box, taking them to the post office of books all over the United States. I'm I'm getting people's response back now. And I'm excited. I'm starting to hear people who are moved by this journey with Jonah and Jesus. We're also uh, hearing from people who are getting to order it on Amazon. If you're international, Amazon can get it to you faster and their shipping is a little cheaper. But I will still say this. If you are in, say, Canada or wherever and you want a signed copy, we're still doing this through the 1st of December. We're signing everything that goes out, taking a little extra time and signing it if you are international and want that. what The best way to handle that is to contact us via email. Give us your address and let us know, and we will respond to you with what it would cost to ship. I don't want to just do it, um, but we want to make sure you realize shipping costs have, have went crazy, and I know we all know everything's kind of went nuts, uh, inflationary. Shipping has gotten out of hand internationally, so I don't want anyone to have to pay an exorbitant fee to ship if they didn't want to. Um, so we'll let you know what it is, and we'll try to get it to you. I, I don't I don't have a ton to talk about today because we're at the end of the book. We're reviewing chapter 12 and then the conclusion. The conclusion is, is rather short. So let's chapter 12 of Greater Than Jonah is called The Way of the Shrub. And we land at the end of the book of Jonah in the fourth chapter. It's a fitting spot to, to, to land at the end of our book. And it deals with the comparison that I see between the prophet of God, Jonah, and the prophet of God, Elijah, and both being asked a very similar question and both being challenged about their attitude towards their audience and their ministry. And I title the first section, The Still Small Voice. And this is where we get into the Elijah experience where he sees the fire and and feels the wind and the earthquake, but God's not in them. But what God is in is the still small voice. But Elijah doesn't seem to appreciate the ability to hear that voice the way that he should. And that leads us to a segment that's titled the same as the chapter, The Way of the Shrub. I look at why God brings the shrub. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and it's likely that you don't because a lot of people only know about the whale. The fourth chapter of Jonah includes a story where a shrub grows up overnight to protect Jonah. And the text tells us that God made it happen. But once Jonah falls in love with it, God sends a worm to destroy the shrub. There's a lot going on in that story And that has a lot to do with our journey. The way of the shrub looks into what that means and leads us up to two sections called the final question and the other side of the question mark. We ask the final question of the book of Jonah. This whole book's been leading up to this moment of a book that ends with a question mark. 
and then forces the reader to look at what the world might look like on the other side of that question mark. These last few pages of that 12th chapter are my attempt to put down into print what I think it might look like when you slip into the other side of eternity and what I hope it looks like when you slip into the other side of eternity. And that leads me to a conclusion. And in the conclusion, I really just try to shore up a couple of little things here and there that I was unable to to really work on and to really get into when we were in the main part of the chapter. I, I include a little poem that I'd read about Jonah that I, I wanted to see in print. And we talk about some of the things like the psychological um, psychological syndromes that have been named after Jonah, uh, what they mean and and why I think that they have deeper meaning than that. We also talk a little bit about the Hebrew meaning of Jonah's name, just things that we kind of touched on our way through the book, but I felt we needed a little firmer landing spot. Um, in any case, when the book, the conclusion ends with a paragraph long prayer that I thought was worth praying with my audience. And so you can pray that along with me, or you can have a prayer of your own. This book has been um, something we've worked on quite extensively for over a year. So we've got a rather extended bibliography. And so I would encourage you, if any of these books or any of these statements as we worked our way through this book moved you, check it, check those books out and go on a journey of your own. Tomorrow is the first Sunday of Advent. I'm going to talk about that, and we're going to start an Advent journey towards the birth of Christ tomorrow on the DDP. See you then. God bless.